Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. <laughs> Belle! What's Belle. up, Belle? <laughs> <laughs> ding, oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm alive. You're, you're fighting off a little something, though, right? I am. That's one of the reasons, one of the myriad of reasons why we're recording uh, at our not normal time. In addition to the show changing its normal time. Yeah, I mean, I think we can peg most of this on the show, man. Like this was, uh, you know, yes, you're you're under the weather. To be honest, man, I'm right there with you. I'm kind of fighting off something uh, a little bit as well. But uh, regardless, I do think that the <laughs> the new release schedule of the show has kind of thrown us off on a weekly. And so we're still trying to figure out what works best. Um, you know, and, and hopefully we'll let you know, because one of the things we want to do this, uh, this season is do a little bit of live streaming. In fact, this episode is being streamed live right now on the TV talk YouTube channel. That's on YouTube. You can find it there. There's links available at tvtalk.fm. I know a lot of you have written in and asked, when do we do it live? You want to, you want to be here? You want to schedule it? We would love to schedule it too, but unfortunately right now we're still kind of (laughs) adjusting it on our end. So stick with us, stay tuned. We're going to get this, uh, hopefully a little bit more uniform. Form. Uh, but in the meantime, just follow our YouTube channel and then uh, click the little subscribe bell thing. I don't know. What what are all the YouTube buttons you're supposed to press to not- be notified once we go live? You got to smash that like button. Smash it. And then <laughs> don't forget to subscribe and click the bell. Ring yeah. that bell. Ring that were. bell. Oh, wait. Hey, <laughs> this was uh, it's built into the show. I don't see why we, we should have done this a long, a long time ago. But regardless, check that out and uh, and you can join us. There. All right, Matt, we've got a big episode to dive into. This is the second part of what has been the interlude for this season of The Flash. We'll talk a little bit more about that and what that means. Uh, but Matt, are you ready to do it? Let's jump into the... Oh, wait, sorry, I took your line. No, that's great. I was, I was here for it. You did great. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into The Rundown. The, the Rundown. rundown. Episode 7 of Season 8, Lockdown, directed by Stefan Plazinski and story by Christina M. Walker. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Kramer is frustrated by how the Flash drops off criminals without context. Joe suggests that Kramer have a line to the Flash, but Barry is hesitant. That night, Goldface leads a gas attack on CCPD in search of bullets that can remove metahuman abilities, knocking out Barry and Kramer. They awaken with explosive meta-dampening cuffs, though Kramer's mimic abilities are able to short-circuit them. Despite her inability to control her powers, Barry inspires her to stall Goldface while he defeats his crew as the Flash. Later, Barry reveals his identity to her, though she had already deduced it, and agrees to train and communicate with her. Meanwhile, Caitlin and her date Marcus are interrupted by Frost and Mark. Caitlin angrily expresses her distrust for Mark, though Mark later helps her realize that she was afraid to commit to Marcus and instead focused on her hatred. Caitlin then later apologizes to Frost and Mark. And meanwhile, objects in Joe's house begin disappearing before Iris. She seemingly loses time and her eyes flash green. Dun, dun, dun. All right, man. This is a return to form this week. And actually, you could argue it's been quite some time since we've had a traditional episode of The Flash, given that the first five episodes of the season was that whole mini series of epic proportion. The fact that last week we were dealing more with the kids than our kind of primary uh, cast of characters. And then just the general kind of lack of time, or, or not the lack of time, the extremely a large amount of time between episodes that we've experienced since the pandemic began, man, this, uh, yeah, this, this feels 
feels like a comfortable pair of those house shoes that you've been you've been all over, you've been looking for places, maybe you've been on an adventure, whatever it may be, but you slip on those comfortable pair of house shoes and you're back home. At least that's the feeling I got. What about you, man? Yeah, it it, it was um it was interesting, right? Because like you said, there's been so many different sort of avenues and whatnot that the show has gone down for this season and it was uh they were all welcome mind you you know like uh um armageddon was armageddon was wonderful (laughs) right yes (laughs) and uh you know getting to see the twins last episode was also really great but like it was it was it was interesting because in more than one way that this felt like uh you know a, a a regular flash episode we got to see more of papa joe like (laughs) <laughs> where has he been uh in 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 a, in a very long time so that was kind of ni- nice you know we got to see some caitlin we got to see some chester allegra we got to see the whole team uh in at least some capacity and so yeah it was it was nice to kind of be uh, back in the swing of things yeah plus of course we've got barry allen running the show here um man there's a lot that i really enjoyed about this episode and there was some decisions i think creative decisions that really disappointed me but but for the most part starting out you know I, w- I was pretty hyped for one thing we got a return of the king of cringe himself goldface <laughs> king of cringe what are you talking about goldface is the best no he is the like almost every single line is ultra cringeworthy i don't know if it's just the actors the delivery of it or what but there's just something about like everything he says is so cringy man i loved it it was just camp on camp on camp and i loved it no, I no, I'm, every minute of Goldface. I'm not. I'm not opposed. This is very true. And I think we learned. Uh, did we get a confirmation that they're seeing the Goldface and uh, whatever her name was? Are they seeing the? They're seeing the same. Uh, yes. Uh, the therapist, therapist is back. She's back, man. She's They've back. Been and she's a therapist to the supervillains. That is a show. You're, this, you know, <laughs> CW has been like trying to spin off all these shows. Where's the therapist show? That's the show I want to see. I know, right? Like that, that is, I mean, if that wasn't a backdoor pilot to, you know, the therapist show, then I don't know what is. I tell you what would be amazing. All right. So, you know, you and I kind of kicked around different ideas for different podcasts from time to time and all that kind of good stuff. What would be incredible is like, like therapy sessions with supervillains. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be insane? Like that, like that would actually be a pretty epic CW little podcast that they could run with her and some of these like side villains and everything else. Bring them in. That's like a tie-in podcast for the CW Seed app or something of that nature. If that thing is even still around, like that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't know why they don't go with that. I mean, it seems like everybody is 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 that's his therapist now, and it's funny that we always mention that. And I I know someone's listening; they're out there. I, some somebody is, man. We 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 got some good stuff this episode for sure. Um, you know, so I like the fact Goldface is back. I like the fact that we're talking, uh, like super campy super villains. We also got that that weird dude that was robbing the coffee shop. Wasn't he the weird dude that was robbing the bank from the episode prior? The jewelry store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, are we getting like a reoccurring kind of dumb villain situation? Like a um, oh, who's those two dudes from uh, Power Rangers? The really dumb guys. I have their faces. There's um, it's like Bebop and Rocksteady, but for yes, Power yes, Rangers. it's like a Bebop and Rocksteady type of thing. But what were th- what were those guys' names? Bulk and Skull. There we go. Bulk and Skull. All right, so are we getting like our Bebop and Rocksteady, our Bulk and Skull for for the Flash, well, his I mean, mustache we need, dude. We need one more, right? You, you you can't have a Bulk without a Skull, just like you can't have a Bebop without a Rocksteady. Right now, we have one or the other, but not both. 
I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I think there might be something here that would, that would be, <laughs> that would be great just to have like this one dude who the flash keeps like putting away and somehow he keeps on getting out because he's like so inept that they're like, this guy, this, this guy's not a threat. Like even, even if he goes out on the street with like all the weapons, he's just not a threat. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's also funny is that, um, you know, speaking of power ranger, uh, not references, but like, you know, illusions there uh the 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 illusions <laughs> michael yes yes <laughs> no no uh, illusions oh sorry my bad um, yes yeah not illusions but uh the um godspeed clones are kind of like putties except for they're a little bit more dangerous <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were all like putties that's actually that's pretty that's pretty apt i, I could definitely see that um, except for except for the the, uh, the the real main difference here is that is that the main big bad of the episode doesn't you know um get beaten by the flash and then grows bigger, and then the Flash has to like you know form Voltron or the Megazord with all of the Team Flash, which would be awesome. They need actually, they need, you know what? That would be incredible. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I, yes, they need to do a Power Rangers style Flash episode where like each of them has like Zords. <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay, yes. all right. So, admittedly, this started as a bit, but I'm actually kind of loving this idea. Maybe not Zords, but like, so, you know, we've talked about the fact that you've got the, uh, you know, the Kingdom Come version of the Flash, which is a merger of all the Flashes of all time. And so, how incredible would it be if, like, for the final big bad, you brought in like all of the flashes, even the ones that died in the crisis, like get Jesse back or something like that and like have them all like Barry, like they all merge into Barry becoming kind of this red blur uh, and, and just, you know, goes just toe to toe with, I don't know, Eobard, te- techno Eobard or Mecha Eobard or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Eobard's like horribly disfigured and like his, you know, he, he has to have these like metal braces over his exposed musculature and he looks just like Zed. Actually, you know, okay, sorry. We're, no, wait, we're, wait, we're, was, we're getting way off here. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, Eobard ha- does not have his, like, speed right now, right? Um, yes. Right. So he does not have his speed. It got taken away from him. He's locked up in Iron Heights, but he's still in the timeline. What if, Bell, what if he has this whole plot where he captures all of the speed villains from previous seasons, and he, like, sacrifices them in some way to, like, harvest their speed, and he becomes, like, you know, the ultimate reverse uh, reverse flash type, like the, the negative flash or the 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 reverse zoom the moose i don't know whatever it is whatever it is <laughs> and whatever then is. the lightning bolt that's summoned by that when he does that hits the yeah. moon and awakens uh rita repulsa <laughs> no and- i'm being serious you keep on taking it back to power rangers but i think there's actually some good ideas in here <laughs> oh Look, man I, I i just i just want to see uh the flash fight putties and bulker <laughs> skull as you pointed out, he he kind of did last season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, let's bring it back to this episode because you know this is less high concept. Goldface is coming in; he's trying to get these meta bullets from the CCPD. Uh, let me talk about one of the things that I I thought was a really great concept early on that I, I feel they really dropped the ball with, which is reestablishing Kramer or reestablishing the dynamic between the Flash and the CCPD through K- Kramer and Barry. Uh, this notion that they want to work with the Flash, that Kramer, you know, she's not like all anti-meta as she was before or anything like that. She's she's just a good, you know, like a good cop is what they, they kept on referring to her as. And she's coming in wanting to work with the Flash and pointing out the tension that exists there because as Joe even pointed out, like, yeah, I mean, I, I had a direct line to the Flash. Like, you know, before Barry, everybody kind of knew who Barry 
Barry was. And so bringing in someone like Kramer to kind of embody what to some extent Singh was, but maybe in more of an active way on the show as this tension where the police exist, but then the heroes exist. And then, you know, you do want to have kind of that cooperation, but at the same time, the heroes do operate outside the law. And what does that look like? Um, Even the notion of having some sort of direct line, I think is interesting because that could set up this dynamic between Kramer and the flash, maybe even have Barry, I was kind of hoping and thought they might go with return to the blurred face thing that he would was doing in season one whenever he was around iris so that no one could actually ever see his face and then they didn't go that route they didn't go that route at all not only did they not go that route but like kramer presents a really good argument for wanting there to be a direct line to the flash okay but then they flip it on the back half where it was like yeah actually i just want him to teach me how to use my powers and i'm like no no not again because that's the thing. We've seen that time and time again. Somebody shows up, they get powers. Barry's here to train them. He kind of botches the job. It you know, fi- works out until Twitter cancels you. My point is that we've seen this <laughs> happen over and over and over and over again. Um, so I just wanted, I, want, I was hoping that we'd actually get kind of like a classic approach to kind of flash and other characters on the show where not everybody has to know his secret identity. I mean, like even at the end when he's like, Hey there, you want to know my secret identity? I did actually love the fact that she's like, I know it's you, Alan. Yeah. (laughs) But, But I wish she had just said like that, that costume does nothing for your face. I was literally just looking at you. You have the exact same voice. Like I thought she was going to take him to town for not doing a better job of covering up his identity. And that would have at least been a little bit funny as a way to transition to like her knowing, but anyway, so that's, that's where I feel like they really dropped the ball. But what, what are your thoughts, Bill? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I think, um, I don't know. So like the, the, the training thing I think would be cool. I think it would be neat if they waited for the reveal of the identity towards the end of the season or towards the end of Kramer's arc. Um, and, and they did do like what you're talking about with the, with the, the face, whatever blurring that he, that he would do because I mean, he, he, he unmasked himself in her office, <laughs> presumably during you. work hours <laughs> hey there yeah yeah you know like um uh, hopefully no one was looking through the window i mean but i i yeah i because i whatever you know they, they want to do kramer stuff that's cool that's fine um they want to transition barry more into like a mentor instead of a mentee um to you know illustrate the the leveling up aspect you know that they keep reiterating um yes, that's fine yes. whatever but i i think it would have been better to have a you know more of a flash and kramer as opposed to barry and kramer and like her knowing and i think right. the, the, the right. humor would have been driven home a lot more towards the end where she's been like barry i've known it's you all along exactly uh, like that could be that could be a payoff and you don't even have to make it last an entire season but i mean like you could you could well, stretch saying, that like, out a bit yeah yeah just 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 kramer's story arc like, i don't think her story arc is gonna be the whole season i think you know i think they're <laughs> gonna get her in a spot where she's good and she uh can control her powers and then we can continue to do whatever i don't i don't i don't feel like this kramer thing is gonna be a huge tremendous storyline um she'll come in here and there for for various things and and the training aspect will be you know several episodes of that but like i, I mean surely they're not gonna have a, a season-long training montage with kramer. i I just I think it's I think it's an unfortunate choice that the series has made overall um, with like every single character has to have some sort of meta ability and that meta ability tends to correspond as kind of like a 
what is it? Uh, do sex machina type situation that kind of help the, the end of the season. And then after that, it's like this thing they're stuck with. It almost becomes like a, a barrier for that character because now they're, they're so powerful that if they're going to have a story, it kind of needs to be weighted equal to your main character. And it just, it just, it just becomes a convoluted mess. I think there was a, there was a goal early on in the series to not be Smallville. And so they, they were, it was the show kind of was to some extent the anti Smallville. And I think in some ways that was a good decision. And in other ways that was a really bad decision. And I think this was definitely one of those ways in which it was, you know, it has not, has not been helpful and it's kind of yielded some storylines that are not, uh, not the most enjoyable just to be, just to be frank. And so I was really, I was excited for where they were beginning this relationship between Kramer and the flash. And I was really hopeful for where that was going to go. But to see them just kind of retread past story storylines makes me far less interested. And so, yeah, it's just it's just an unfortunate thing. Um, you know, it didn't it doesn't ruin the series or ruin the episode or anything like that. I just I I just really started this episode really excited and then was a little bit like, oh, OK, well, you know, yeah, thought we were getting something been, special, but maybe not. Yeah, because, I mean, it would have been interesting to see a uh, the same kind of relationship that Flash had with the police. Um, you know, early in his career here with this more leveled up, you know, powerful flash and to see the differences, right. And to juxtapose that between his early years and his, you know, seasoned veteran years, right. Like that would have been a cool sort of, uh, uh, you know, exploration there, but yeah. And instead they just did the thing that Barry does to everybody and even villains and, and tells him his identity. And, uh, <laughs> it's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like it could be like, you want to, you want to know my secret identity? Just, just, just walk through the prison cell. Everybody knows. So they talk about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, speaking about relationships, man, uh, love is in the air. Oh yeah. And I'm not talking about that hot love. I'm talking about that cold love, the kind of love that'll freeze you. That'll kill you. I'm talking about that chilling love, the blame of my existence. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep going. No, no, I think I ran out. I think I'm, I think I'm done. Caitlin, uh, <laughs> she's d- uh, dating Dr. Ficus. All right, so is Dr. Ficus, I think I did a, a brief look, but is that somebody from the comics? Oh, I have no idea. It's um, a great name. Dr. Ficus should be some like, like that could was be. That his, was that his nickname or was that his actual name? Was it I, I see, Ficus? I can't, it was Marcus, but I can't remember if, uh, I can't remember if that was just something they were kind of referring to him as. I think that was something they were referring to him as. But I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, that's a great, that's a great name. Give him. Now, see, he should have gotten a superpower that should have been controlling plants. Yeah, right. Like, why not? Maybe he he's like uh, Poison Ivy's male counterpart. Exactly. They, uh, they kind of did the gender bend on uh, Mr. Freeze or, or on, uh, yeah, Mr. Freeze. Maybe they could do the same thing with Poison Ivy. And it's Dr. Yeah. Ficus. There you go. Yeah. Um, or maybe he's somebody connected to uh, Swamp Thing, or maybe he's just an original character. But regardless, he is the new love interest for uh, for Katie, uh, who is you know hitting up the hitting up the dating world. Uh, you know, just so happens to do a double date situation with uh, Killer Frost and Chillblain. And man, there was some airing of grievances between the two sisters that were once one. Um, you know, she, clearly she has issues with Chillblain. Clearly she has issues with. Uh, Killer Frost, but mostly she's just being very protective of Killer Frost, and rightfully so. Chillblain, as was pointed out, is a murderer, and so it's kind of like, ah, <laughs> why? I mean, I know that we've we typically there seems to be kind of like a you know, murdering is okay if you have cold powers and know Barry's identity or something, but uh, I don't know. I, I thought that I thought they kind of uh, brushed that under the 
under the rug a little bit too quickly. But what are you, what are your thoughts, Bell? Uh, honestly, I forgot that he murdered people. I thought he, you know, it was one of those classic TV kind of things where like, oh, no, they're not dead. You know, you know, like they did in G.I. Joe where like a helicopter would explode and parachutes would come out <laughs> sort of thing. But right. right, right yeah. Right. I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, um, that's bad. He murdered people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Murder. Um, murder is bad. Very good. Good. Good job, Bill. <laughs> like it's one of those things where, OK, you know, had he done some bank robberies and stuff like that and he was in Iron Heights for that and then he came out and he helped the city like he did and got exonerated. OK, that's that's one thing. But like murder is one of those where it's like, eh, I don't know if you can really just, you know, exonerate. None of the, none of them were in self-defense. Like, you know, you, you can't even argue it. Right. Like he just straight up cold blooded murdered people. It's comic book logic. He's got superpowers, so they don't operate on us normie rules. Like I, I guess, yeah. When, yeah. You, when you're dealing with gods, I mean, like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> I will say though, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I, you know, that that little side bit, you know, uh, headcanon, whatever you need to make happen there. But regardless, I really do ship them, man. I like, I like the Chill Blaine and Killer Frost uh, relationship dynamic, and I really loved the, you know, that that kind of step sibling, uh, or not step sibling, but like, um. Oh shoot! What am I? What am I thinking of? If uh, if uh, uh, in laws like that in laws feel that you got when uh, Caitlin and Chillblain were chilling, like I know that they're just dating and everything, but you did get kind of that tension that could sometimes exist between like brother and sister in laws. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I think I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it's like ah, okay, we both love the same person. You have this romantic love. I've got this family love. And like, there's a tension that exists in terms of like loyalty with that person as well, where it's like, okay, well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So they're your spouse, they're your partner, whatever it may be. But like, I, I was, I was kids with them. We went through some stuff as kids, you know, like there's a attachment that you feel entitled to sometimes that regardless of how you feel, they have made these romantic decisions with this other person. And I don't know, I, I felt that that tension was very well displayed in the back and forth that Caitlin and Chillblain had. And I also really liked that Chillblain, at the end of the day, is still, he's not necessarily a thief, but he's kind of like, um, you know, uh, 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 a, a swindler, you know, a little bit. Like, he, he, he sticks her with the check at the end of the day. Yeah, he, he's, he's a, um, a rogue in the sense of, like, a rogue the, yes yes yeah not not in the sense of like you know the flash rogues gallery kind of thing but like a rogue is in like you know a Classic. uh dashing yeah in, in the in the in the uh medieval fantasal fa- fantasy <laughs> kind of like sense right fantastical that's the word i was trying to use yes um, i like it yeah yeah definitely um yeah he's uh uh very charming um and very uh roguish <laughs> He is, man. I I know, I think it, I think it works really really well. I like um I like their relationship. I like kind of all of those relationships. Do you think we'll see Marcus again or was did he just kind of exist for, you know, to to give an excuse for this storyline? No, I mean, I think he's here because like, you know, he was in Armageddon and stuff and and uh uh you know, he works with the DE, DEO or whatever, doesn't he? Yeah, so I I think he's going to be around for a bit. Uh-oh. Why? <laughs> Because significant others that we don't really know all that well coming in with some of our OG characters, you know what that means? Uh, they're probably going to die. <laughs> or they're, they're, well, no, I think I think they're going to live, but I think that means that, like, you know, sometime in the next, you know, I don't know, maybe a year, <laughs> who knows when, Caitlin will be like, oh, I got this great job in Gotham. 
And uh, Marcus oh. <laughs> and I are going to go off. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they're going to go work for Argus. That's what's going to happen. I feel like significant others that are like kind of like tagged onto the show sometimes become like retirement plans for these people. You know what I mean? Like for these characters. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know losing. Uh, well, I mean, it would depend. It would depend if they want to, um, you know, reduce the characters or if they, or if, you know, Daniel Pennebaker is like, I want to go somewhere else. Cause it could be an opportunity for like them to focus on either Caitlin or snow. That's true. Um, I mean, like, the reality is, is are if you are, can you lose Caitlin but keep Killer Frost? Is that something that you want? Which, by the way, loved on Chester's live stream when people were like, <laughs> like, like just representing Twitter of like dogging on Caitlin and being like, Killer Frost is way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Which a not cool. Caitlin is a great character, but b I mean, but you know, Killer Frost is a lot cooler. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but you know this this is this is a great you know opportunity here because uh, uh, we didn't have to say Caitlin was also in this episode because she actually was in this episode. She was in this episode. That's exactly right. Yeah, so that was that was new and interesting and exciting. It was a good, decent human arc, and I really liked that. Especially like this. That's why our human characters can be so important to the series. Like like having those human arcs, and that's probably you know for all of my uh, you know statements and and you know uh <laughs> soapboxing about the way in which they <laughs> did the killer frost storyline i will say one of the benefits is that has given us a human character on a show that desperately needs more human characters and so yeah loved it thought it was a great little storyline for him uh we did have a chester and allegra kind of you know a little bit of a continuation of that will they won't they um, some might say, who cares? I say, I, I ship it. It's fine. We'll, we'll see what happens. Love that they have a little Twitch stream that they're doing together. I don't, I think theirs is probably a little bit more popular than ours, Bell. Yeah, probably. I mean, did you see that chat? Like that was, that was pretty crazy. That was blowing up. Yeah, they were, they were doing great. Yeah. I did have a question of like, are they in Star Labs? Can he do a Twitch stream from Star Labs? Isn't that like a major liability? Um, uh, yes, but he is. So, you know, what are you going to do? Interesting. Is it public knowledge that the Flash operates out of Star Labs? No, it's public knowledge that Barry Allen owns it, though. Yeah, it's, such, it's still so weird. But yes, no, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. It just seems like uh, it's just you can just see him playing Fortnite and all of a sudden like the Flash runs into the background or like that time that we were doing that thing for the CW and uh, then all of a sudden Grant Gustin popped on the screen for like two seconds and then walked walked away. Wait. <laughs> were you there for that i can't remember no i don't think i was there for that one. Oh, yeah this was, this was years ago this was this was during the glory days of the flash and flash tv talk uh we were asked to be part of something for the cw where um i think we were interviewing like the costume designer yeah and, yeah uh, i was on that one yeah Did i think that's not, in? like for like a brief second like he just like looked over the camera and like waved and then walked away and everybody was freaking out and they ended up using that clip because they did like a promotion for, for um, whatever that series was. And so, yeah, man, we were on CW yeah, we, commercials. We, yeah, we were on, we were on TV briefly for like briefly. a split second. Barely that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our glory days. Anyway, but that, I, mean, that, I don't know. That was fun. That was cool. It was. No, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and it was, uh, it was very, very cool. <laughs> was that the one? <laughs> Who was it who was saying back to you, Tiffany? <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that was that was that was Glosson from uh, was, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, from from Starkville Labs. 
But uh, anyway, yeah, man. So um, that, uh, yeah. So lots of stuff happening in Central City. Like I said, it is kind of a return to kind of classic, uh, classic Flash, and we love to see that. Even and if not, especially with all the cringy, cheesy campiness that comes along with Goldface. I love Goldface. He's the best. Do not disparage <laughs> this man. His relationship with Aminet is beautiful. Aminet. That was her name. Yes. Um, yes. And Doomfist. I wonder if Katie uh, Sackholm is going to be coming back to play Aminet since we yeah. have Goldface. It's, um, I mean, and the, we get the queen of cringe. Like, they're, 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 that's the thing. They are like the cringiest cu- couple in the history of and, television couples. And it's beautiful. And he's yeah. well read. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, yeah. And he controls, he's got the power of gold, Bell. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, hey, man, that's uh, that's so what's good. going down in Central City uh, this week. But man, there are some things on the horizon, uh, as we saw at the end of this episode, that uh, definitely warrant some speedster speculation. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Iris. More great TV talk up in just a few minutes. But first, we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Speedster Speculation. And we're back. All right, man. Speedster Speculation. Iris, uh, as we mentioned last week, there's something going on with Iris. There's been something going on with Iris for some time. Now, this week and last week's episodes are part of this interlude in between the main event and what kind of the primary story or the primary graphic novel, if you will, for this season is about to be. Now, given that we have had these kind of little teases at the end of these episodes, and even like during the event, they kind of, you know, tossed it up like, oh, yeah, is that still a thing? And she's like, yep, still a thing. Dealing with the still force and trying to work it out. Like, cool. Let's not talk about it for a couple of weeks. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's time, man. It's time as we kind of look ahead to the future to talk about and speculate what's really going on with Iris. Um, you know, we thought perhaps, I think I kind of proposed the notion that everything she touches is or rather something she touches are getting stuck in that moment in time. But that does not necessarily seem to be the case. What we saw in this episode, she jumps ahead to a point in time. And what's interesting about that is that it's not just that like she disappeared and then reappeared in the future because Joe is acting like she's been there this entire time, that she's actually interacted with the world, that she's talked with him. And so there is a her that is experiencing this that she is just almost like mentally or consciously jumping through time. I don't know. What what are what's kind of some observations you have about this reveal? So it seems like Iris isn't being pushed through time, but time is being pushed through Iris. To quote Endgame, they need a time space GPS. Basically, I'm just saying they need Tony Stark to come in there and uh, and help figure this out. E- no. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no. But, but but seriously though, but seriously though, <laughs> um, yeah, like like you said, uh, Joe was was acting as if he had been interacting with her, but she was not. So like she's being pushed forward. Like it's it's almost as if there's like branching timelines and she's jumping in between them. Like I I thought maybe it might have been something where um uh she jumped into a an, an alternate timeline or whatnot um, without context Ooh. of where she was from her other timeline. And, and, and I was, con- I was almost convinced about that because, you know, Joe came home with a box and I was like, is Joe not retired? What is going on here? 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and the table was cleared, right? Um, and but you know, Joe said that's just a food coma, and so I'm thinking, okay, well they've they've eaten dinner, they've cleaned the table, they're talking, and then he went out to the garage to go get the things. Um, so it seems more like she's being pushed forward from the past into the future. And whatever that interim iris is, that's the question that we don't know, right? Like, where does this interim iris go? Um, is, are there, in, instead of, instead of iris jumping through multiple timelines, are multiple timelines jumping through iris kind of, right? So like huh. the iris from dinner, um, there, there are two irises at that point. There's the iris that stays in the timeline as normal. And there's the iris that gets pushed forward. So, irises are being pushed through irises so like the past iris gets pushed into the future iris and then the interim iris no longer exists and it's been replaced by past iris so she's jumping around in time and jumping through points in time through herself Uh, interesting theory does that make Um, any sense at all (laughs) not it clearly does to you and that's that's what's important (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you have Iris A, right? Iris A is the Iris that okay. we saw at the dinner. And then Iris A um, splits at some point and becomes Iris B. And Iris B talks to her dad, cleans off the table, tells him about the case. He goes out and gets it. And then Iris A pops back in to Iris B. And now Iris B is gone. No, I, we, I get that. That's that's Flashcraft <laughs> rules, man. That's, that's, that's Flashcraft rules. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I what what, I, what I'm curious about though, are we going to see like multiple irises pop up at some point? I think n- no. Um, I so here's my thought. I mean, like that's an interesting theory. Um, I think that's probably a little too convoluted. I know that's ridiculous to say because it's the Flash, and <laughs> right? <laughs> it's all convoluted. But I I'm more of a mindset that it's more of a a mental jumping through time. Uh. We haven't seen her do it to the past yet, so it may be that she's literally losing time, that she's she's mentally jumping jumping to the future, like her present consciousness. Um, but I like what you said about the pushing, like time being pushed through her. I do think that she has the ability to do the same thing. That's what happened with the f- fork and the comb, right? Like she touched it, and then perhaps theoretically it jumped into a different part of time there's there's a subtle difference right so there's a subtle difference there's the comb had the particles around it right the fork did not and then iris's eyes had the particles around it so i don't know the significance of that if there is one maybe they just didn't put the particles on the fork um but that is interesting yes it's something to think about yeah because with Iris having the particles out of her eyes, it would it would seem to indicate that she is either unconsciously controlling it or the source of the anomalies, right? It's possible that... Oh, I don't even want to say it, but it's possible that she's becoming the new still force. Which would be weird because she's Barry's lightning rod. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I was, I was kind of, I thought it was kind of an interesting concept when perhaps she was going to become the avatar for the Speed Force. I thought that would have been cool. I think actually that would have been a lot cooler than having it be Barry's mom. Got 30 different yeah. auras on this show. Like that was ridiculous. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so I would have been cool with that. I'm not. I, I yeah, the Still Force would be kind of a weird move. I mean, they could go with that. Um, I do think that we're 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 obviously dealing with some sort of time sickness. 
And generally when you're dealing with a time sickness, that's going to potentially have connections with BART. Um, it could have to do with, you know, becoming pregnant. We might actually see uh, her kind of like go through pregnancy very quickly. You know what I mean? Like maybe in the course of one episode, she's all of a sudden pregnant. And then like all of a sudden, you know, months pass by in, in the matter of moments. And then they're just holding the twins, you know? So th- could this be just an avenue to kind of speed the, the, um, speed time forward like out because like pretty much the flash has been uh in in the same like you know every season starts and they're like wow the last six months was pretty quiet not a lot of bad guys you know stuff like that they they, they they've kind of you know um un- unless they clearly state they're jumping to 2049 or they're or you know they're doing stuff like that right it's, right, it's been yeah. pretty much a, a continuous timeline like I, I wonder if maybe they are uh going to use this to um push the timeline forward like outside of 2022 and, um, you know, have her be pregnant and have the twins in a season. I think that's very possible. I mean, I, I would, my, my money is on this having something to do with the twins. And it, it's also possible that we could see that whatever the time sickness is, like it literally gets passed to the, tw- uh, to the twins or maybe even Bart specifically. Um, like we could, and I mean, like maybe that yields us a Bart, who is all of a sudden, instead of impulse, all of a sudden the flash um, and has more of like a flash esque costume as opposed to kind of the, the silvery one. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, one way or the other, my guess is it has something to do with the twins. I, I think that it may very specifically have something to do with pregnancy. I would not be surprised if we see a situation where the pregnancy, as we see on a lot of like television shows, especially dealing in like superpowers or magic. It's like, Oh, a character's pregnant. And then there's a baby. And now that baby's an adult human. Like it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Quick. Well, so, with the exception of, you know, Iris's sister, who is still a baby that we've never seen. Uh, oh yeah. Well, or they disappear. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Or, or they disappear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they go upstairs and you never see them again, which is exactly what happened. Uh, to poor, poor little Iris's sister. Yeah. Except for at, at least they didn't give it the full Brady Bunch treatment. And, you know, Joe at least checked on her to go see that she was still asleep. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's slightly different, but it's still the same thing. It's yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see, but, uh, we want to hear your speculation, head over to Twitter and let us know. Of course you can follow the show at flash TV or you could let us know at TV talk. FM is the place to do it. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we are doing these live now that you can join us on the YouTube channel. You can find the link to the TV talk, YouTube channel at TV talk.fm. That's the place to do it. You got all those social medias and all that kind of good stuff you can find us at, but of course you want to follow bell at ring that bell on Twitter. And that's going to do it for us for this week until next time. We'll be back in a flash.